From up in the nosebleeds to down to the 50-yard line, wherever you watch the game, this is the place to sound off. Sports Talk with Jock on 770-CHQR. I certainly understand why Bianca Andreescu got all the love in the world stage this past month winning the Lou Marsh Award because what Bianca did winning the U.S. Open was brilliant. But I will make this statement loud and proud right now here on Sports Talk with Jock. I don't think there is a female athlete more dominant in her sport right now than our next guest, Evenie Blondin, a speed skater who trains out of the Olympic Oval from Ottawa, Ontario. Now, Evenie, when I say dominant in your sport, let's just let's just set back. You know, a couple of weeks ago in Kazakhstan, two track records. You win the 1,500-meter. You win the 5,000-meter. I believe that was your first-ever win in the 5,000. You also won the gold in the pursuit that weekend. Uh, that's a pretty good weekend. Yeah, it's a pretty great weekend. <laughs> <laughs> like two track records, and, and, and you mm-hmm. beat the track record that Christine Nesbitt had. Um, yeah, how, great. How much did yeah. that mean to you? Um, I, honestly, I was I was really surprised. I don't know. I, I've got some big shoes to fill with those girls. Uh <laughs> With those girls that were just crushing it back in the day, so it's uh, I'm I'm planning on filling those shoes. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, and then and then in the last right one before the Christmas break, you go into Nagano, and you win the yeah. mass start. Yeah, you win the three k, and you get a silver in the team pursuit. So as I say, I'm not sure there's a more dominant female athlete out there right now in her in, in her respective sport. Yeah, it's it's been pretty incredible. Like I honestly I, I surprised myself but um coming through coming through Pyeongchang and uh last season I actually was battling depression and so I think um just coming over that and it just made me a stronger person and a stronger athlete and I think that's that's how it shows in my results right now. So we're going to talk about that in a second, Evany, but, but I want to get back to these results because, you know, it's uh, usually you can see a specialist. Okay, are you going to be a distance skater? Are you going to be a sprinter? I don't see any gold medals in the 500 meters, so I, 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 know you're not a sp- I know you're not a sprinter, but to, to win the 1500, to win the 3K, to win the 5K, you know, and, and I get the mass start as well. That's, 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 you're an all-around skater. Like, bring on the, uh, the all-around championships. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, um, it's honestly the fifteen hundred was a little bit of a surprise. I've hit the podium in the three Ks and the five Ks in the past, and Team Pursuit our team's extremely strong right now. So I, I knew that we could get on that podium. And Master, it's always been one of my strong suits as well. But fifteen was was a little bit of a surprise, but it, it was a good surprise. <laughs> <laughs> well, you, you know, you, you mentioned the the skates you have to fill because you know I, I reeled off the names earlier: Cindy Clausen, Christine Nesbitt, Clara Hughes, Katrina, you know, Christina Groves, you know just just unbelievable uh what the olympic oval and, and canada has been able to produce and 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 i guess the only difference right now even in and this is not a shot at you it just you know you're still waiting for that elusive olympic medal you've had two that's olympic right. experiences <laughs> but that's that's obviously the next goal for even Blondin. yeah absolutely yeah john chang I, I fell short i was sixth fifth and fourth which is right there but just not quite enough for bringing home a medal for for our country but mm-hmm. I'm uh, I'm aiming for that in 2022. Well, fair enough. Okay, so 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 let's get serious for a second because you you know you mentioned you know some d- depression after 2018. Uh, mm-hmm. What happened? Share that story with us. Um, it's just hard. Like I've I've always been very hard on myself, and um, coming home empty-handed just uh, led me into this downward spiral. And um, I just kept telling myself that I had failed. I had failed my country, and and so on. So um, it was some pretty dark days. Um, and I think 
I think I was still strong, a strong skater last year. I was training well. I was doing everything that I could to be strong, but my confidence just wasn't there because of the mental state that I was in. And so um, it was really my coach, my team, and uh, the group surrounding me um, that kind of brought me back to right where, where I need to be to perform and to gain that confidence again. And my coach, Remmel, he he really worked with me well. Um, to gain that confidence again so it's it's been a long long process but it's definitely paid off in the end obviously and yeah it's so important to have that support around you and and you know I I Mm -hmm. used to work at the Olympic Oval and I can see what the Olympic Oval team does you know and and you talk about a new coach you talk about your your training group but I'm curious you know a a former teammate because I think you skated with Clara so you know Clara's gone through a lot of it as well and everybody knows you know you know the let's talk program that she is very high profile in and she has had to deal with a lot of depression and mental health issues as well have you reached out to Clara? Um, I actually have not. And okay. I crossed my mind a couple times last season, um, but I just never kind of bit the bullet and did it. Um, yeah, there's. I guess there's a little bit of a disconnect now, <laughs> um, but... I guess I probably should. <laughs> yeah, no, f- fair enough. And, and I just I had to ask the question. Uh, but th- mm-hmm. there is another interesting story. You talk about your coach and your training group, which is great. But uh, mm-hmm. there, there's also there's another story here about foster animals, I'm told, yes. that, that really yeah. triggered a passion to help you get back on, onto the skate. So it, you better share that story with me. Absolutely. Yeah, it's, it's another thing that I, I love animals, obviously. Um, we have an African gray parrot at home and a great Pyrenees, Pyrenees St. Bernard cross. And um, I've always had this love for animals. And after the games, I kind of just wanted to surround myself with what made me feel better. And I was obviously going through some things. So um, I decided to start fostering animals and trying to to help the poor souls of the the, uh, the Cochrane Humane Society. So um, by doing so, it kind of just, I don't know, brought me back to reality and gave me something that I was passionate in and um, just felt good about and yeah it was it was a great experience and I, I still foster not currently right now but um, we'll be planning on fostering once the season ends and um, yeah it's just it's just it's been great it's great to surround yourself with things that you love and I love animals so there's nothing like a love from a dog when you get home I, I'm not Absolutely. sure about a parrot because I've never had a parrot so does a parrot show <laughs> show similar love when you get home uh, sometimes people have hate relationships. Sometimes with Gizmo, he's a little too smart for his own good. But, <laughs> but I bet you the parrot talks a lot more than the dog. Oh yeah, he does. <laughs> he does. Yeah, Strikes like things that he probably shouldn't say. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. I can certainly understand that. Hey, you know, to, to share your story and we have chatted with you before in the program, but you know, for some of our listeners listening in right now, you actually started as a figure skater. Um, but that was a long time ago and figure skating wasn't really your thing. Yeah. Figure skating was not my thing. I I grew up being a tomboy. Um, I figure skated till I was seven and I was, I was really good at it. I just didn't want to, uh, be very feminine and, um, I wanted, I was so hyper-focused on going fast and I, I grew up playing hockey in the backyard and my parents thought, oh, well, maybe we should try to put her into figure skating. She's a girl, but it didn't work out so well. And uh, I found my way into speed skating and absolutely loved it. I was surrounded by mostly boys and um, always trying to go faster than them. And uh, yeah, it's just I just found my way into speed skating because I was more of a tomboy. So, <laughs> and and how how long have you been in Calgary now? Because you've been here quite a few years. Yeah, I've been here since 2010, so yeah. it's been quite the long run. Calgary really does feel like home now to me. Um, I, I 
wouldn't see myself moving away from here once I'm done my skating career, to be honest. But fair enough. Do you do you do you still enjoy a glass of wine the night before you race? Um, I've actually shied away from that. A okay, little bit. have you? Fair um, enough. Yeah, yeah. No, no wine for me anymore. <laughs> Only on special occasions. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're home for the holidays now, and, and 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 like I say, it's it's so impressive when I look. You know, winning fifteen hundred, winning three k, you know, winning five k, you know, winning mass start. Uh, you know, you know, obviously pursuit. Uh, Canada's going to have a good chance there. Are, are are you gonna are you gonna specialize down the down the stretch heading into the next Olympics, or or, or do you think you would like to race in in four or five uh, disciplines? Um, I think I'd like to keep my options open, okay. um, and my coach truly believes that I can perform well in all of the distances, just like I've shown over the past two weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, and the Olympics are spread out over two weeks, so it's kind of perfect in that sense that I can, um, I would have the option then and not compete on the same day for multiple different distances. Sure. Um, so I think I think we're still looking at uh, multiple distances for the next Olympics. Do you still have a favorite? Is Mass Start still your favorite? Um, yeah, Mustard is probably most definitely one of my favorites. I have grown to really like the 3K. The 5K is, <laughs> it is a long race, but, <laughs> but I've proven to be strong in it. So, um, the 15, I, I've actually had a love-hate relationship with that one. Let's not talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> well, the 15 is a difficult one, but hey, if you can beat difficult. Christine Nesbitt track record in Kazakhstan, that's, uh, that's yeah. great stuff. Uh, so Calgary is once again hosting the world and, you know, one of our great legacy facilities from 1980. So uh, the World Cup is here February 7th through the 9th, I believe, and, and, and obviously special for our Canadian team to, to race at home. Absolutely. It's going to be great, and we're hoping to have a big crowd. And um, once again, our facilities are absolutely incredible. And, um, yeah, it'd be, it'd be really nice to have most Calgarians come and, come and watch us skate before our World Championships the following week in Salt Lake. So mm-hmm. we'll all, be, uh, all the top speed skaters will be here, and um, it's going to be great. So I, I, I have to ask you, um, how has the Canadian team looked this year? Besides even a Blondin who's rocking the <laughs> rocking the world, um, it's looking incredible. Actually, on the women's side, I'm gonna I'm gonna talk about my teammates sure. a little bit here. Sure. Um, Isabella Weideman also we train together every day. We're team pursuit teammates as well, and she's been crushing it as well. Um, she was actually a little bit sick for the last two weeks, so honestly, I thought she was gonna get me in the five k because she's more specialized for the five k. But she was she was third, which honestly, like I don't remember the last time two Canadian women have shared the podium um, at a World Cup. I think it might have been 2010 or 2009, but um, it's been a long time. So that's been pretty incredible to be able to share uh, a podium with a teammate. And mm-hmm. um, Val also, who switched from short track to long track last year, is doing pretty incredible herself. So it's it's been great. Our, our whole team, and we've got some young guns coming up. Graham Fish, who's um, performing really well in the 5K and 10K now, and. Um, it's it's going to be exciting. I'm really looking forward to the rest of the season. And, and of course, uh, Ted Jan Bloman is is one of your mm-hmm. teammates, and and you know he's an Olympic champion. So it's it's, it's nice to have him part of the team as well. Yeah, 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 absolutely. He uh, he's actually a baby daddy now. So oh, is he? Okay. Super exciting. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so I think uh, he has a not a different view on things. He's still he's still Ted. He still trains and competes, and but I think he has a, a different motivation now, which is kind of nice also to change things up a little bit but it's uh yeah we've got a couple couple daddies on the team this year larry also um just had a baby girl rose so it's nice yeah a lot of babies 
Awesome. <laughs> I, I, I got to ask you this question because I, I've had the pleasure a couple of times to go to Tealf in, in, in the Netherlands mm-hmm. and in Heronvane. And, but I understand since I have been there last, they've actually raised the roof and they've put more seats in there. So is it just like totally bonker crazy uh, uh, there it now? It is with, insane. With... <laughs> yeah, it is. It, it is absolutely crazy in there. Um, every time we compete, it, you can almost, you can't even hear yourself breathe sometimes. The crowds can be so loud, especially when you're paired with. Uh, a Dutch skater. Oh yeah, it's pretty incredible, and they they make the whole event like a show. So it's it's pretty it's pretty special to 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 race there, and with all the history that's happened there as well, it's incredible. Without a doubt. So uh, you get a little bit of a Christmas break, and then uh, you get right back at it into the new year. Maybe just uh, take us through your schedule. Yeah. So uh, new year, and then uh, we actually have trials, but I will be pre-qualified for all the distances that I will be skating at uh, World Championships and World Cup number five. Um, so I probably will take that a little lighter. Uh, on the seventh, we actually head out to Mexico for another uh, training camp on the bike for a week. Come back home, rest a little bit, go to Salt Lake for a staging camp before World Championships. Back okay. to Calgary, um, World Cup here. Back to Salt Lake, World Championships come home for a little bit um we also have world all-around championships that i will be going to um in norway and then world cup finals our last event and that is in the netherlands so i i i I will say this and and it's it's not a shot at the sport but i i do get confused (laughs) and i've I've been involved with the sport for so many years because there's the the world sprints the world all-arounds the world the single distance championships the world cup final like i'm going hold it time out i'm I'm getting a nosebleed here there's a lot going on, yeah. So there's World Single Distance Championships. The name says it. It's single distances, so right. everything is separate. Um, and then World All-Around Championships is a combination of 500, the 1500, the 3K, and the 5K for the women. Um, and so that's something that I will be aiming for the podium yeah. for, for sure. Well, and, and, and a world championship. And, of course, the Dutch love yeah. that one. You know, and, and, and I know Canadian crowds don't quite get into it as much, but uh, it, it is truly, truly the test because you have to be able to sprint and you have to be able to do distances as well. So that's that's the true, Absolutely. true speed skater, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. It's uh, it's known to be one of the the more um, popular events, I guess, in the Netherlands. And mm-hmm. also the Norwegians are very um, fond of the all-rounds um, just because it's like the, the pure competition and who's the strongest in, in all the distances. So it's a, it's, a, it's a pretty fun event. It's really hard. It's actually over two days, so you have to compete twice a day for two days straight. And yeah. By the end of the weekend, you're pretty exhausted. But yeah. um, it's, it's a great competition to be part of. Well, I can imagine you were a little exhausted after Kazakhstan with the 1500, the 5K, and the Team Pursuit, too. That's a, that's a pretty tough one. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That'll take something out of the gas tank. Absolutely. Oh yeah. I, I actually I got home and yesterday I was actually really sick. You can probably still hear my raspy voice. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I tell you what, Evany, this has been a lot of fun chatting with you, and I, I'm so glad to hear that, uh, you know, the depression is now behind you, and you can move forward and, uh, you know, obviously complete this season and uh, and get ready for 2022, because uh, that's going to be the next big uh, the next big one for you. So there you go. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for having me. It's been great. No problem. Great talking to you. Take care. That's uh, Evany Blondin, and as I look up, I see the Calgary Flames have a 2 to nothing lead over the Montreal Canadiens. Elias Lindholm with his 15th goal of the season, so a good start for the Calgary Flames against the Montreal Canadiens. Uh, we're going to take a break. We're going to come back. A very busy night in the National Hockey League. We'll take a look at the scoreboard. And, and I wanted to share something with you. It's, it's kind of fun. It's the art of coaching. It's a new HBO special. And a couple of old-time coaches got together and talking about social media. And, you know, it, it's just 
interesting because Bill Belichick is 67, Nick Saban is 68, and they give their thoughts on social media. Uh, the guys didn't grow up with social media, but their players certainly did. This is Sports Talk with Chuck.